happy Tuesday to you. Happy Monday during this recording, but it will be posted on Tuesday. My name is James Grande, joined by Matt Sells. This is the Fantasy Alarm Fantasy Baseball Podcast on Fantasy Alarm and the Better Sports Network. As you can see, no Colby Conway today. You you know the story is all this time, another vacation. Colby has as much vacation time as anyone I've ever met um, from this job, from his other job. I mean, Colby, we're a man of many hats with many vacations as well. Matt, what's going on, brother? I'm good. I guess when you have that many hats, you get a lot of vacation days. <laughs> yes, that stuff, yes that's correct. <laughs> I don't know. But, uh, yeah, he should be back Thursday, I think, for the uh, second edition this week. But uh, things are good here, man. How was your Father's Day? I, mine was mine was pretty fun. Went to a science museum with my kids, so that was that was a blast. You, yours are still maybe a little young for that, though. Uh, we've been to like a couple museums, not science, mostly one like museums with like little stingrays that you can pet or yep. like uh, you know the 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 little the little fun kid stuff that you have gone through twice. Uh, not yet, but my Father's Day was nice. Got this nice. Uh, this nice dinosaur card that opens up and, you know, tells me how much he loves me by moving his arm. So it was a good Father's Day. Uh, had some uh, had some quality donuts uh, from Krispy Kreme nice. in the morning. So that's always uh, great. But um, glad to hear your Father's Day went well. Mine went well. And I hope everyone's did as well out there. Um, and let's just go through some of the things we're going to talk about today. And let, let's get into the hot topics of the of the uh, of the week, Matt. Starting off with the Angels who are actually maybe good. Um, but it is largely due to one singular player. And maybe there's two of this guy, okay? Maybe that's the maybe that's like the thing that we're all missing. Maybe there's two of them. And this is Shohei Otani, um, who if you go over to the Angels team leaders page, you can go to ESPN, you go to MLB.com, you go to wherever you access your team leaders. The only categories that Shohei Otani is not leading in is saves and holds. That is it. That is it. And I said to Matt off air, why isn't he leading in those two? I mean, might as well, right? On the on the days he doesn't start, just throw him in the ninth. Guaranteed to win. Yeah, um, let him do his bullpen work on the mound. <laughs> it's, I mean, we've never seen that before, right? So why? I mean, what's the difference? So, Matt, give I Give Estevez a break, man. <laughs> I give him a break. Give him a break. Matt, I, I, we haven't ever seen this, at least in the modern baseball. Is this like, is this breaking baseball? Is Shohei Otani breaking the sport of baseball that, as we know it? Is there going to ever be another Shohei Otani? I don't know. Like every year I do draft prep, right? I'm, I'm smack in the middle of it. I did the prospect report last week for the prospects we would see at the, the College World Series, you know, digging into some of that as the draft is coming up. You see a lot of these guys that say, oh, I can throw 97 on the mound, right. and I also play outfield, and I got some pop. It's like, okay, but do you have eight pitches you can throw for a strike? Because Shohei right. Otani does. Can you do anything other than mash fastballs at the plate? Because Shohei Otani hits everything right? He's hitting 300 something against major league pitchers and major league hitters are only hitting 178 against him. <laughs> That's a ridiculous stat. Like he, so I think there's, there's guys every year you hear about, Oh, they, they could be two way. I don't think other teams want to try it just yet because of the the risk that if it doesn't go right, then you screw up that player, right? right? 
like uh, McKay, right? That was our most recent yeah. example in Tampa in Tampa Bay. There's a guy in the Pirates um, farm system at the moment. Um, I am blanking on his name here. Let me see if I can. Um, but uh, Bubba Chandler was drafted as a pitcher and an, and an outfielder, and they have now since decided just to make him a pitcher because his velocity and movement and stuff on the mound is more valuable than an extra bat right. as I move my cat. Um, so there's there's been a few, but, yeah, it did not work well for Brendan McKay, who got injured on the mound and then couldn't swing. So Not, not great, Bob. No. Uh, not great. Another notable uh, hot topic we have heading into this week is the Pirates – Calling up 2021 number all number one overall pick Henry Davis. He's a catcher. Um, Pittsburgh is calling him up on Monday. He's going to be in the lineup. He's 23 years old. So uh, coming into the year, he was a top consensus 75 prospect really everywhere. Um, what do we make of the the call up, Matt? And what's the fantasy significance? Because we're going to get to something I think that fits this conversation a little later that maybe you want to hold off on now. Um, but what do you make of the Henry Davis call up? Do you think it's the right time to do so? Considering he was just drafted two, two years ago. Yeah, it's pretty impressive considering the fact that we normally expect catchers to have a longer mature, you know, maturity time because right. not only do they have to get the offense down, they got to get all the nuances of catching and you got to, right. you know, meld with the staffs and learn to call a game. And, you know, cause even at some colleges, the catchers aren't fully calling games, right? There's still some right. college coaches that are out there making pitch suggestions and, and whatnot. He's been pretty good this year in the minors. He played 51 games across a couple of levels. He's hitting 284, pretty nice for a catcher, right? He's got uh, 11 homers. He's even got nine steals. I don't expect him to steal that many right. uh, bags in the majors. His run grade's only about a 40 to a 45, and they don't need to add risk of getting him injured let's face it, but his hit tool and his power are both plus, which is pretty nice from the catcher spot. So if you're getting a lot of power and you're getting a pretty high average, that could be pretty valuable. Do I expect a massive fantasy impact right now? I don't think so. It's not like an Adley Rutschman call up, like a generational catcher. This guy's pretty good, but he's in the next tier at best when he hits a ceiling. He's not an Adley or a real Muto. Um, but it is, it is pretty interesting to see the Pirates making moves and calling their young guys up. Not the catcher I expected them yeah. to call up first. Interesting. <laughs> um, well, you know, I, sometimes you make a splash. Maybe you want to put a couple more uh, asses in the seats, Matt. Uh, and, and calling up your first overall pick from two years ago uh, pr could definitely do so. Let's uh, move and we'll come back to we'll obviously come back to him in a later segment uh, on this show. But so let's move on to, I mean, probably the biggest talking point of the weekend. And someone that I've religiously crapped on this season is Lance Lynn. You know, call a spade and, a spade. Oh, the guy had 16 strike. He had 16 strikeouts uh, on Sunday. Clock and, is right twice a day. So, you know, right. Still gave up three runs. Still got a loss in a game that he had 16 strikeouts. Third time this year he's had 10 or more strikeouts, and he's lost two of them. He has not won a single game with 10 or more strikeouts. What do you make of Lance Lynn's 16 strikeout performance 
And like, I mean, he's four and eight on the year with a six, five, one ERA. Everybody has a good game every now and then, right? Like, right. I'm, yeah. I mean, nothing more than that, right? It was a great day. If you yeah. played him in DFS, congrats, because that's a boatload of points, even though you didn't get the win, which would have helped you more. Hey. Still the White Sox. They're still terrible. They're still injured. Nobody yeah. can pitch. Nobody can save the games at this point. I'm still not touching them. Still lost. Still lost. Yeah. Still lost at the end of the day. Um. Yeah, I mean, 16 strikeouts are great. Great. Amazing. Wasn't even on the main slate. Couldn't even play Lancelot if I wanted, if we wanted to, uh, uh, unfortunately. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I'm with you. I mean, he does have some, like, decent peripheral numbers, but, like, let's face facts. He's 35 or 36 as of May, and he's clearly been on the decline. He can't get any lefty bats out. Correct. Any. And when you look at, like, Seattle isn't exactly a team you think, oh, Man, they have a ton of lefties in their lineup. No, you think of one, literally like one, maybe two. When you think when you add Cal Rally into the mix, um, so you know. Not to mention they strike out more been... than they, they strike out more than like right. any team in baseball. Yep, so yep, top five strikeout in the league as well. So agreed. Uh, kudos to Lance Lynn for his sixteen strikeouts, um, but he's still largely been disappointing, and I'm not racing to any type of waiver wire to pick him up unless I'm in like an ale only league and I'm incredibly desperate and there's 14 yeah. or 13 other teams uh, there. Let's head into the injury segment of this show, Matt, uh, because as always injuries reign supreme in fantasy baseball, what to do when a player gets injured, who to add. That's always, you know, the number one and two questions followed uh, behind the injury. Well, the number one injury return is Pete Alonzo is back and the Mets Option, Mark Vientos, back to AAA. What do you – we don't need to talk about Alonzo because, like, you're, it's plugged back into your lineup. But do you expect that we see Vientos again before September if there are no injuries for the Mets moving forward? I don't think so. I don't know where you slot him in, right? If your goal is to I mean, give Vogelback. Beatty. It's Vogelback, right? It's Vogelback. I mean, if, if they stop playing – if they stop playing Vogelback, if Vogelback – Continues yeah. this. I know he hit the home run over the weekend, if, but if he stinks again, is that the only way we get Vientos back up? Probably. I mean, I feel like they've got they the also pass. signed Luke Voigt. Well, yeah. they also signed Luke Voigt to that. Yeah, because they have a thing for well, beefy so. dudes who don't like to wear shirts. Yes, like, um, yes, that is correct. That is correct. Um, that might be the only, the only way. But at this point, I think they want to give him a shot to play the field and be of more use than just a bat. Um, They do have other guys that can put in the DH spot as well. You could put Tommy Pham there. If you're not playing him in the outfield, you could rotate like, I don't know, your six outfielders. One of them could play DH for you. Um, You have Francisco Alvarez who between taking days off of catching could DH. You know, you still got some young guys that are not playing every day. So, Without an injury, it's hard to see a path for Vientos to come up. Yeah, agreed, uh, which is unfortunate and ultimately makes him droppable in pretty much all formats. Is there a chance? Because I'm not dying. I thought they may trade the their shortstop they just called up, Ronnie Mauricio, at the deadline. Then they called him up. I'm still of the belief that they probably move him, but they may they may move Vientos too 
to get some pitching help. Uh, yeah, they, at, I mean, that's – yeah, but we'll, we'll see where the Mets are at the deadline because don't look now. Atlanta and Miami keep winning. <laughs> like I mean – They both – and the Phillies, don't look now. They keep winning. Like Yeah, the Mets are – It wouldn't – and I understand the Mets are what they are. Like the ownership is not going to just like tank, but they're now five games under – they're 12 and a half games back in the division. That's already lost because Atlanta's not going to blow that. No. We know what Philly did in the second half of last year, and it's starting to just run. They're starting to run it back now that they're all healthy. We'll see. We'll see if – we'll see, right? Maybe maybe that Vientos move doesn't happen until next year after some big, beefy numbers at AAA. Uh, you know, boost his uh Boost his value again. Another big-time injury and maybe, you know, the most concerning – in my neck of the woods, Matt, and also uh, I have him on my home woods. league. I paid like almost twenty yeah, percent of my budget of, for him. So, yeah, yep, 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 that's a lot. Uh, is Aaron Judge in his second PRP injection? If you were uh, putting this on a scale, one to ten, one being not concerned in the slightest, Aaron Judge will be fine. Ten being everything is fine with the cry- with the dog sitting in the fire flame emoji. What would you, what would you, uh, how would you assess your level of concern? We're going at about a seven and a half right now, maybe an eight. Oh, there's like, there's smoke, there's smoke in that room with the dog. There's not fire, but there's a lot of smoke in there, huh? First of all, it's the second PRP injection, right? That's not, you don't want your guy to take one, let alone two, because if it takes two, your timeline's going and it's not doing what it's supposed to do. Um, it might be a toe, but on a six foot seven dude, that big toe is big. And he's going to need yes. every bit of it to stand there and drive them out of whatever ballpark he happens to be playing in that day, whether it be Little League or not. Um, yeah, I'll, I'm concerned. Also, Aaron Boone, I know we can't take him seriously except for getting thrown out at a record pace of baseball games at this point. But he said it might be a week, it might be a month, it might be next year. We might need surgery. We might not need surgery. I have no clue. Why are you opening your yes. face then? Like, yes. like that was not helpful in the least. Um, so I'm I'm pretty concerned. Also, the longer it takes, the less likely it is he gets back to playing the field and he's just DHing, which isn't the biggest yep. thing. But in real life baseball, that means somebody who with a worse defensive skill has got to go play right field um, for the Yankees, which is also not not great. Carlos yeah. Listen. I've always been a – I don't know what the hell happened to that guy because he was a good defender in Florida before they went to Miami. He was a good defender yes. with a plus arm. What happened? Uh, just – you know what happened? That deep, just by decided. the way, that defensive outfield used to be really good. Like Marcelo Zuna was really good defensively in his yeah. younger days. They also had Christian Yelich out there Yelich. too. Yeah, dude. It's a hell of an outfield. <laughs> And now, and now, no. Who knows what happened to any of them? I mean, well, we know what happened well, to Ozuna. He's just a piece of crap. And we don't know what happened to Stanton or or Yelich. They just kind of fell off. But I'm just saying, if that's the case, Stanton can still go out there. They just choose not to because he's oft injured. Like they're just like, yeah, don't they're go trying out there to protect we Don't him. want you to get yeah. injured. Yes. Yeah. But um, at this I'm point, also I'm pretty concerned. Sure, I'm pretty sure Judge's toe is broken at this point. I don't think it's a sprain. Yes. I think it's broken. I mean, dude, he like you said. 
Large man runs full speed into cement block at full speed and runs through wall at full speed. Like Yeah, the gate opened. Writing was on the man. <laughs> right, writing was on cement wall when toe hit there. Um anyways. Also the fact that the Dodgers said concerned. Oh wait, we'll pad that part after he hit it, that tells you that it was a pretty serious thing. Speaking of very serious things, uh Anytime you hear UCL, Matt, is the number one cause for concern. That is what we have heard with Tristan McKenzie. Uh, Terry Francona said there's inflammation, quote, means the UCL is involved, end quote. End season, right? Yep. I mean, yep. I, does, uh, does we need to really, I mean, end quote, end season. It's over probably for Tristan McKenzie. And obviously if he does undergo Tommy John, if that's where we go down the road to, a lot of 2024 is going to be over for Tristan McKenzie as well. Yeah. Uh, if the UCL is involved, I don't want to be. Like, he's Yes, agreed. <laughs> I'm done. not. Done. Inflammation doesn't just show up because you woke up on some idle Tuesday and slept on the wrong no. side of the bed. That doesn't happen. It happens because there is an injury there and your body is trying to heal it, which is why it gets inflamed and whatnot so if the ucl is involved even if you sprain it a sprain is you know a sprain and a strain can be basically need to be surgically repaired for some people uh i'm not holding out hope that mckenzie's back the quote was means the ucl is involved is what from terry francona manager of the cleveland guardians he's done trust a whole hell of a lot more with injury updates than aaron boone Correct. Uh, you can go ahead and drop Tristan McKenzie. I mean, yeah. if you want to add him to your IL and just, you know, for what it's worth. And But as soon as we get word that Tommy Johnson Unless you're in a keep, well, Keeper, yeah. Nope. D- Dynasty, you're, keep, you're holding. Keeper, I'm, I may Pro- not. Well, d- we'll see. depends on how many keepers there are and all that good stuff. So I mean, but if uh, it's we'll, Tommy John, it's at least a year. I mean, We're already at June. Yeah, I mean, he's not coming back until probably September of next year. I mean, I know that's a little over a year, but, like, we also – we don't know when he's going to get the Tommy John. Right. We don't know how long all this – they want it the It could be like Walker Bueller before. where you knew he needed Tommy John and he waited till the freaking yeah. postseason to do it and cost right. himself an entire year. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So I'm just saying, like, yeah. there's really no timeline on this – if, Correct. in fact, if and when the Tommy John comes, and it's just not bad business uh, for your fantasy teams. Uh, a couple more injuries to note. Sean Murphy uh, at the catcher position. There was ham- There was a hamstring, right? It was just yeah. like a little flare-up, I guess. It wasn't, yeah, it yeah. wasn't like an, an official, like no strain, no tear. It was just a uncomfortability. Uh, yeah. And then Alejandro Kirk has the injured hand after getting hit uh, by a pitch. Thoughts there? Are we Do we see Dalton Varsho make a couple uh, appearances behind the plate for um, Toronto? I, I don't know. They got probably Danny just Jansen. Danny Jensen, right? Yeah, yeah, it's probably just Danny Jensen. So maybe, but, but I think his value is still more in the, the – I mean, he's playing a pretty good – he plays a pretty decent defensive outfield. He sure does. No, he does. So, I'm just saying, like – I'm just saying, you know, for maybe leagues that lost, Dalton Varsho is catcher eligibility. Like, you know, wouldn't 
wouldn't hate to see him get it back. You know? I mean, it would certainly add value to the catcher spot next year. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it sure would. Um, uh, what others? I mean, other than and and you just we talked about it. Okay, how about this? We'll segue this into um, earlier segment on um, Henry Davis. If you if Kirk hits the IL, Murphy hits the IL. Are you interested in adding Henry Davis? Sure. I'll take a shot. Look, we need somebody to play catcher, right? Like, that position is gross. It's not like Kirk's been playing all that well this year to begin with. No, he has not. No, no he has not. I, I literally have zero explanation for why it's not. Like, everybody else in Toronto is hitting well in the softball park except for Alejandro Kirk. Um, so if he hits the IL with maybe a, a bruised hand or – you know, hope it's not broken, but if it is, then yeah, sure. Pick up Henry Davis. If Sean Murphy hits the IL, which pretty sure Travis Darnell is hoping for, so he can get a starting job back. Correct. Um, Correct. Pick up Henry Davis. If you need help in catcher, take a shot on Henry Davis. Like we talked about this last week with, with Gary Sanchez was worth picking up until he cooled down and then go pick up somebody else. Stream catchers at this point. Uh, two options, I would say, Henry Davis and Yainir Diaz. Yeah, that guy's been uh, Houston. phenomenal. Very good. He's been very good. Not owned, not very owned nope. uh, across the industry. And uh, he also might have first base eligibility in some places or garner some first base eligibility. So keep an, keep your eye on that. Um, any other injuries you're you're looking out for, Matt? Um, we could just rattle through a couple of them. I mean, I know Fenster's got uh, – Justin Fensterman's got a masterful piece out uh, Monday yep. morning highlighting quite a lot of uh, injuries, not only to hitters, but the pitching segments longer than the hitting segment, full of starters and relievers. So I would go check that out. Uh, It's free. So go check it out. Go get some info. And uh, there'll be another piece out later this week too. That'll probably give some updates. Yep. Um, Lots of names, notably Max Muncy, Nick Castellanos, the aforementioned Sean Murphy, we have Seth Lugo's returning uh, return imminent. So a lot of names on Fancy's list. Shout out to him. Matt, flavor of the week time. Uh, what is your flavor of the week uh, as we head into this brand new fantasy baseball week season? Yeah. So if you remember back to last week, I said hose water, which was like, you know, you're just settling for the hose water. You're not going in and getting the filtered stuff. You're just dealing with the guys that are on your line in your lineup, even though you should probably swap them out. We're going to take a little bit of a different tack this week. We're going with summer stew, right? Normally, normally, uh, stew is a fall thing. You know, we just released our fantasy football draft guide. That's for the fall. That's a heavy thing. You know, usually stew is for colder weather, like football weather. Well, you can make summer stew in the summer. My wife and I are growing uh, vegetables in our backyard, some zucchini, some carrots, peppers, whatnot. I'm going to turn them into a stew. What happens with the stew? The longer it cooks, the longer you let it sit, the better it tastes, right? Fantasy baseball. Let your roster cook, man. Just <laughs> let it sit there and stew and gel and whatnot. Because you know what happens if you drop a guy in the cold streak? Somebody else picks him up and gets him for the hot streak, and you're still stuck with the cold streak numbers. You don't get credit for the hot streak having had him on your roster. So let it sit and cook like a stew. The longer it mellows out and cooks, the veggies get tastier, the flavors gel. You can overmanage in the summer and cost yourself a championship. So just let things stew and sit and cook. 
let things summer stew. Don't let things cook like Russell Wilson did. Um, yeah, that, that didn't work out. That didn't work. Don't out. Don't trust a guy with more toilets than touchdowns. <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with a a filet mignon, Matt, because everyone loves getting a good filet mignon, yes. and filet mignons cost a lot of money yep. when you go out to a restaurant. And that's what Corbin Carroll did this offseason, Matt. But my thoughts on this whole thing with Corbin Carroll translates to every draft season, there's a couple players that you look at and you're like, holy smokes, if I want this player, I have to reach for this player. And a lot of the times, if you are if you have strong convictions on this player, whether it's good or bad, and you know, in this case, I was all in on reaching for Corbin Carroll in fourth by the time. He got up to a fourth round ADP and people were like, no, 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 I can't touch Corbin Carroll. I can't. I'd rather just go with the New York strip. I'd rather just go with all these other kinds of stakes that are a little cheaper. Well, if Ronald Acuna didn't exist, Corbin Carroll probably would be the leader in the clubhouse for the NL MVP, not just the rookie of the year that he is just clearly going to run away with. If you are in the draft season come next season, don't be afraid to reach on a guy that you believe in. Um, just, you know, same thing with Jordan Walker. I didn't actually have the same conviction on Jordan Walker as I did with Corbin Carroll. But Jordan Walker's been recalled and he's been great. So sometimes if there's a player in his ADP, you know, rising, and you're really in on that player, make sure you grab him. You don't want to miss out on the Flame and Youngs, Matt, uh, because, you know, I mean, you look back and you're like, damn, I was just at the restaurant with the best filet mignon in the world, and I didn't eat there. So, um, yeah, that's all I got. Uh, but I think those are some pretty good meals, uh, especially you're g- growing some good veggies out there in that, in that uh, Cell's Garden out there. Um, guys, don't forget, if you head over to FantasyAlarm.com right now, you can get 50% off six months of our all-access um content uh with code alarm 50 it gives you access to our award-winning dfs playbook pro access to discord all of our tools our features and more the nfl draft guide is out right now at fantasyalarm.com slash nfl draft guide uh you can get that today matt a little segment that you and colby started recently is name that player so i came up with two players that I already forgot who I wrote down, but we're going to go with it. We're going to figure it out who they are at the same time. Ready? Sure. All right. Player one is an NL central infielder. After hitting 277 in the month of May while belting seven home runs, my production has fallen off a cliff as I'm batting 115 with two home runs in June. I have an issue making contact as I've posted a 30% strikeout rate for the second consecutive season, but my power potential keeps my bat in the lineup. My team is struggling as a whole, and if I don't provide them with a spark, I still have three minor league options available. Who am I? Would you be Nolan Gorman of the St. Louis Cardinals? Ding, ding, ding. I wish I had a bell uh, to ring for you, but ding, ding, ding. I am Nolan Gorman. Um... I don't know what else to say. It's been bad. I mean, he has been bad. Like, this was the concern when he came up was that he's a lot of swing and miss, and when he makes contact, it goes a long way. But he doesn't make contact that often. So, you know, that's why it was a bit of a surprise that Gorman got to stay up and Jordan Walker went down because I I think they they sent the wrong dude down, to be honest. Um, 
I would expect Nolan Gorman to get a short trip down to Memphis and call up, I don't know, some pitching help maybe. They could certainly use it. All right, let's rapid fire the second players. We're getting close on time here. Uh, people thought I figured it out after I got off to a torrid start. But newsflash, Matt, I'm the same guy. And this is an AL West outfielder, by the way. Uh, I've been the past few seasons at the major league level. I'm hitting just 178 in June, and I've struck out 21 times in 45 at-bats. I have a 359 BABIP, and, but just a 258 average, so I'm getting a little lucky. Who am I? Uh, you would be Jared Kalanick of the Seattle Mariners. Ding, ding, ding. Two for two as the show comes to an end. Another guy that people were in on once again, and we're seeing the true colors of Jared Kalanick. Unfortunately, uh, looks like he's going to be another AAA All-Star. Matt! That'll do it for today's episode. Big shout out to you. Two for two. You win a prize, and I'll let you know what that is off air. It's probably going to just be a thank you. Is that a healthy Aaron on. Judge? Uh, happy Aaron Judge. And we'll catch you guys next time on the next edition.